Welcome to the Social Intercourse Podcast. I am your host, Kim, and basically what we do is we get um, a bunch of people, or as I say, my guests, my panel of guests, right? And we talk about various topics in the society, we delve into the depths and unspoken points of views. The guests over here will share their experiences, their thoughts and opinions to create awareness and influence others. Mrs. Influenza, here I am. So, without further much ado, uh, we're going to introduce our, uh, our guest. So, on my <clears throat> far right. Hey, I'm Dee, I'm a bundle of laughs. Hi, I'm Kiki. I'm Abna. And I'm me. Yes, so, okay. <clears throat> we're not gonna waste too much time. Today, we're talking about rape culture the implications of sexual abuse and sexual dysfunction in people who have been abused. So, <clears throat> P.S., everyone here has been abused, just so you know before we begin. Everyone here has been through some form of sexual assault, sexual abuse, uh, rape, uh, whatever you want to call it. And we're all going to share our personal experiences. I know trigger warning for people who have sensitivities concerning their your lives sexual lives so um yeah uh maybe i should begin because i'm the host right so okay actually let's begin with explaining what rape culture is okay so rape culture is when we talk about when we talk about rape culture we're discussing cultural practices that excuse or tolerate sexual violence Sexual abuse is the undesired sexual behavior or advance by one person or another, either over a period of time or one time or one time case, which we tend to call sexual assault. So personally, uh, I think the first time I was abused was the first time I actually had any form of sex at all, at all, like my first time. And it was in a car. So I personally have this weird thing about oh. sex and cars and it just like oh. turns me off. It doesn't really turn me off, but it just does that thing yeah, like oh. Yeah, I mean it, it was a, a, a it was his car and I was thir- 12, 13? Yeah, um. I was really young. But basically he was like an, an older guy. Pretty much it was my fault for being that young and dating somebody who was in like SSS. So I was really, I was really, really young. And my dad had just passed. So I was at a very vulnerable place. And I didn't even know that was going to happen. I was just, he just came over. He just said, Oh, just sit in the car. I'm going to just turn around so the car will face the other side of my street. I'm like, oh, Okay, sure. He went down the street. He turned into an alley and then he got down. I was like, What are you doing? And he's like, Nothing. He just came over trying to be all passionate. I was like, oh yeah, okay. So, <laughs> so I'm sorry, I don't know why I'm laughing. This is not a funny situation, but um, turns out that was the first time I even found out car seats could just jack back. You know, like I uh, had no uh, idea. Uh, all I saw was, uh, all, I, all I felt was, all I felt was like one time I was sitting in the chair and the other one was like a bed. I was like, what? <laughs> I was just gone, 
right? So it was it was traumatizing. It didn't last long at all. So it was it was very fast, and I was just like, okay. Wait. So not only was he a sexual abuser, he was a one minute man. Yeah. Wrong. Exactly. Wrong. Like it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't Wrong. last long at all. It was it, it was the worst. But I wasn't. I was tra- the thing was I wasn't as traumatized when it happened, but I realized that over the course of time it affected my whole sexual life because he wasn't he was my boyfriend, so I could not tell anybody because I knew I knew if I if I went to tell my mom that this had happened, it would be my fault. Because what, what was I doing in this car in the first place, right? Yeah. Like why are you sitting in the guy's car? Look at your age. So I was like, no shit, I don't I don't want this kind of thing. So I just went home, took a shower, minded my business, and from then on it was like crazy. He basically just had sex with me whenever he wanted, however he wanted, wherever. It's not even the when it was a problem, it's the where. Like, he could just come over to my house, just, I should just go walk him, and then just anywhere by the street, he just wanted to go. And I had no idea or concept about sex, or I'm supposed to get wet, foreplay, nothing. So it was all just, oh, you're ready to go? Oh, yeah, sure, let's go. Okay, like, Fun. okay, I'm just yeah. lifting my dress, I'm just pulling out my pants, okay, yeah, sure, you're ready to go? I can relate. Yeah, I can go. So there's no, like, Whoa. so even till now, there's a thing about where... I don't even have to you don't even have to do anything you, if you're ready to go yeah i'm ready to go too you want sex oh yeah cool. okay sure <laughs> like let's go like yeah like it makes for, for, my boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, for my boyfriend i don't mean like anybody i mean yeah. like you're honey okay yeah i mean i don't need any preparation to be ready for sex like would you any say time of the day him? would you say that he groomed you to be like his sexual slave would you say yeah. that? Uh, what do you say? Groom? <laughs> Groom sort of means like he took his time and sort of like no, molded him. Like, but, this was but, just... but he was your boyfriend. He was. And you do not think the entire time before that first time, you yeah. do not think that he was practically shaping you to that point. Probably where, was. Where you would Probably. not be able to say anything to anyone. Pro- Probably, but he didn't. He, he knew. I was, just, I was just good to go. And... There was so much going on at home that I couldn't take that problem home, right? Mm, okay. So everything, I was just like looking for validation like outside, like outside of my boyfriend. Shit. Of course, I need like some man. Mm-hmm. Of course, he was a man. He's older than me, so I felt like he knew more than I did. Mm-hmm. So he wouldn't want the worst for me because after all, we say yeah. I love you to each other, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's all good. So that was what it was. Yeah. And and I only really realized what was going on probably years later where I could have the confidence to say, you know what, I can't do this anymore because... It became like sort of like a fear like you can't say no mm. saying no was just like weird like why are you saying no mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. like what's what's going on like why no right so i didn't get the you could say no or you could say i'm not in the mood it was just ready to go we we did it at the back of buildings weird places like we could just be walking on any street because he's horny and he's ready to go okay let's just go there to the alley it's dark let's go and then i'm ready to go right so base so um years afterwards it's like my sexual life just became like even till now i understand why there are some things that i cannot process or like sexually i mean like i'm okay you are just trying to turn me on i'm just i'm not ready i just have to like let's go let's let's just do it like nobody has time for this you can't spend 10 15 minutes or trying to turn me on i'm good to go (laughs) just nigga let's do it right so yeah (laughs) anyway so that wasn't that was my first time the other times where uh from a family member but that was like an older uncle and dad we'll talk about that also later so let me give the <clears throat> the floor to my first guest miss d who me yeah <laughs> <laughs> i know um okay so 
this is a safe space mm -hmm. and um okay so my first time i was five maybe going on six and um it was a family member who was in a caregiver position um this was someone who clearly was supposed to have been making sure that i was safe but she saw fit to get her rocks off and um she had a boyfriend she had several friends that she would play games with and she was perfectly comfortable with you know um dragging me along so I don't often talk about this because it makes people very, very uncomfortable. Um, nobody ever really wants to admit that these things happen in this country in the first place. And when people talk about sexual abuse, they're usually thinking about the older uncle or, yeah. or that cousin exactly. or whoever um, who just touches you inappropriately and that's yeah. the end yeah. of that. Yeah. They don't like to think about the fact that, hey, there could be a gang situation going yeah. on. There could be an actual grooming and... and um, and um, what, it, it, except for the fact that there was no money exchange, it was basically like a prostitution sort of ring yeah. that was going on. Um, she was pimping you out. Yeah, she basically pimped for me free. out. <laughs> for free. For free. Absolutely. Oh my God. <laughs> Disrespectful. Yeah, I know. And, 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 and th there's a thing in Ghana where um, yeah. people are abused in any sort of way. And it's, you know, these kids are groomed. Yeah. It's, you're told, don't tell abc about this or this is going to happen to you you're going to yeah. die or yeah. in my case it was god's going to punish you and i come yeah. from a catholic family like mm -hmm. from from infancy it was drummed into my head there is a god and he's all powerful yeah. and he can smote you right he where you smite you right there <laughs> right there so so when somebody tells you um, yeah. God's gonna punish you. The devil's gonna come for you, and that yeah. sort of fear—it just—it just shocks you into doing everything that they want. Yeah. Um, but Ghanaian society doesn't really um, think about the fact that these kids, that they remember, that at some point in time they're going to be able to process what they've been through and, and acknowledge it and know, hey, what I've been through is. Mm -hmm. And when people say sexual abuse, it sounds really distant. I call it rape. Yeah. I hate people using the word molestation. Mm -hmm. Molestation is mild yeah. in my mind. And yeah. when you when you say someone's been defiled, oh. to defile something is to yeah. dirty it. Exactly. So telling me just because I wasn't 16 years old or older than 16 years old that yeah. um, some man or boy anyways or even girl sticking his penis inside exactly. of me yeah. at that age telling me that I can't understand it and so therefore it's not real. It was. And and I, well, people don't, don't know this, but the first time that she did bring her boyfriend over, I tried to run away and I got punished for it severely. Wow. I still bear the scars. So in that sort of a situation, I'm very annoyed by the laws in this country, which do not protect children so much. Yeah, yeah. You calling it defilement and having a shorter uh, sentence yes. um, because in your mind, it's defilement. It's not an actual rape. The, mm -hmm. child, the child has, in your mind, an opportunity to forget it. We don't forget. We remember. Mm -hmm. yeah. I remember... I remember the tiles in my home. I remember the bed. I remember every single action to this day. And um, so I guess like 
but I really want people to understand this, no matter what age it is that you go through any sort of sexual abuse, that um, it is extremely um, damaging to the soul. It has a long lasting psychological exactly, effect. Exactly. Yes. And then um, following that, I went to a mixed school. And um, I guess maybe because I was the skinny little girl with the big mouth, I tended to attract um, people who were also of that predatory, um, you know, sort of um, tendency. So all my life, really, I have dealt with abuse in some form. And even most recently, I've had to deal with one form where I was dating somebody and did not actually realize in the moment that he was assaulting me, that I was being assaulted. Because again, in our society, it's you're dating him, how dare you say no? So um, I think that's something that we will address later on. Okay, all right, so we're moving on to our next guest, Kiki. Okay, so my first time I was, okay, funny enough, with mine, he was a family friend. We grew up together. Um, I grew up with my grandmother, so my mom lived in the UK. She'd bring all these cartoons and every all the kids in my neighborhood would come to my house to come and watch. So we practically grew up together. So I moved back to Ghana when I was um, 13, and that's when it started. And he'd, his sister was my best friend. So he'd literally take his sister's phone and text me, come to my house. And I'm like, okay, it's my, it's my best friend, so I'm going. And then he'd take me to the back of his house and then try and even stick his penis down my throat. Wait, how old were you? I was 13. No, he started when I was 12. Yeah, when I was 12. (laughs) And I was was a bit baffled. And every time, I'm fighting him off. Yeah. And he kept doing it, kept doing it, kept doing it. He would try to lift my dress up and then it wouldn't work. And I'd just get tired and then, you know, like, you know what, I'm going home. Um, He was about, um, let's say, if I was... 12, 13, maybe three years older than me. So let's say 16. Yeah. So, yeah. Then an incident happened. A friend of ours threw a party at their house. And I couldn't go because I was helping my mom cook and stuff. So I was like, okay, you guys, leave me food. I'll come and pick it up. Then he uses another best friend of mine's phone. And I was like, Okay. Right? Yeah. (laughs) And he uses this person's phone and he's like, okay, come. So I was like, okay, I'm going to pick up my food. I get there and this guy goes, I want to talk to you. And I'm like, okay. So he takes me to this room in the house and I'm like, okay, we're we're just having a conversation. Next thing I knew, he's ripping off my joggers and I'm like, um, excuse me. What are you doing? Wait, what? (laughs) Yeah, he was literally <laughs> pulling down my joggers. And I was like, ah. And he pushed me on the bed. Oh. But in the nick of time, my friends barged in. But they had thought something had gone down already. Oh, okay. So they stopped their little sister from talking to me, everything. And it, it was bad. But they made you feel like it was your fault? Yeah. Africans. Hmm. So, yeah. And then um, all that happened. My friends weren't talking to me. Cool. Then December, December came and... Uh, this guy comes to my house like oh i'm coming to apologize for what happened and cool if you're coming to apologize i feel like you're coming with all sincerity yeah i said okay come to my room like we can have a conversation there because the whole house was literally empty mm-hmm. um so yeah he starts touching me and i'm like you're coming to apologize why are you touching me pushes me down just he even threatened to 
rip my beads. Oh wow! And then you know beads when they born. Thirteen. No, then I was fourteen. Okay. Okay. So you know when the beads are on the floor, now you have to gather them. So yeah. you know what? I was like, okay, you know what? I'm I'm not gonna fight it because I'm not ready to just gather the beads up yeah. and having to explain. Yeah. So I just let it go and when the tip went in i started to bleed i oh, bled wow. so badly like i could stand and it's rushing out like tap what? water yeah crazy oh. i bled so badly and he left uh, oh he wait. left so wow. he did not finish nope the tip went in and once i started to bleed we stopped and when I was cleaning up, I took my mother's white towels. Oh, oh Jesus. My, mother, <laughs> my mother's white towels? My mother's oh, white towels. You wanted trouble. <laughs> I cleaned up in tears. I was cleaning up and there was no flowing water. Oh, shit. I cleaned up when he left. Then I just got some small water in the poly tank, took a bath, went to my friend's space and I told her that, oh, my period had come, so if she could give me some tea towels so mm-hmm. yeah and then basically by the time my mom came back home i was asleep i was dizzy so she thought oh oh bye. yeah she, th- she thought cramps were making me feel that way because i used to get very bad cramps and yeah never really spoke about it again wow but he's a creep He's a, he was a real creep because um, that sort of behavior is extremely sociopathic. And um, oh. for some reason, it looks like he just targeted you and, exactly. and kept coming was back for more. of like two years. Yeah, hmm. he, he really was fixated. Yeah, and, and I think everybody had the mindset of, oh, London girl, she's probably bad. She's already done yeah. this in her life. Yeah. And literally, my life then yeah. was... I go to school, I yeah. cut after school, I have like so many sporting activities. So yeah. that wasn't really what I was about. Yeah. yeah. So me coming home and them having all this yeah. mindset, I was like, rah. That's... I have a question though. Yeah. When he realized that he had basically broken your virginity, what was his reaction? Other than leave and then, what was his reaction? He, w- he was, back? no, he was scared. And then a couple of days later, he called me to tell him that I should buy a blood tonic. What a fucking Whoa. idiot. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I know that. Um... Yeah, that's... I'm telling you, my guy. That's an idiot. Look, like, already that's in crazy. my life, I had been through, like, a couple of things. So, if I wasn't slightly mentally strong... Yeah, that would have broken up. Yeah. Blood tonic. Just blood tonic, For the rest of my life, whenever I see blood tonic, I would have a mental breakdown. Blood tonic, yeah. You realize I'm speechless. Yeah. Oh, that's not even it. Like... After that, he kept coming, coming yeah, and coming, and he'd come to my house. And when he realized that nobody was home, he knew where to come to. Yeah. So he'd come to the room and just, like you said, yeah. it's go. Wow. And I, w- I was in pain because I didn't know anything. Wow. That's crazy. Wait, so you're saying wow. that even after realizing that he'd broken your virginity, he continued he to yep. come back? Yeah. Yep. And have sex with you? Yep. And every after when I realized that, no, this, like, I can't from, think of shit anymore. Yeah, from 15 to like 16, yeah. I, you know, went a bit backward. And I realized, nah, I'm not taking his things anymore. 
he told me that he paved the way so okay, why am I- <laughs> oh, all right but i think <laughs> right? yeah 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 we need to find where let's do this he's a sick and he's probably doing that to people right now apparently he was doing it to a couple of other friends after me in the neighborhood and well they always do that's tragic they always do okay so we have one male guest here surprisingly we don't give reverence enough to male sexual abuse and we feel like men don't experience it but we do there's so many mm-hmm. stories about house helps and cousins and aunties yeah. sleeping with with these men who turn out to grow up and be dysfunctional as shit like they are terrible and trash men, because of their repressed childhood trauma that they don't want to confront but hopefully we have a <clears throat> Uh, 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 not a fragile ass man here who can admit to his childhood sexual trauma. So let's listen to him. Hi, Nick. Hi, Kim. Yeah. So this happened when I was with my auntie. Mm. You know, mommy and daddy traveled outside. I had to stay with daddy's elder brother. Yeah. But when I moved in, mm. I had a family, this family friend, mm. leaving their daughter who was older than me. I think I was a about nine years old okay yeah and she was about 15 16 years old okay so one saturday this was a saturday you know when the tap is flowing they are like you had to fill connect a tap hole yeah fill the tanks yeah so i think we did that and my auntie called and was like sleep yeah don't go out and play yeah so i was in my room she was in her room and all of a sudden she was like wait how old was she she was like 15 16. okay she just got into my room oh you know i used to sleep with my cousin okay. who was a male but he went to ss okay mm-hmm. college so i was alone by then mm-hmm. so she just came into the room like yeah i mean because it was my cousin we had two beds yeah i was on one she was on one yeah and she was like come and sleep by me mm-hmm. Hey. You know, I'm like nine. I, I mean, hey, of yeah, man. Yeah. So at that age, I thought, no, like she's my sister because that's how my auntie, like, yes, this is your sister. Yeah. I mean, yeah. when you're working with her, somebody tries to, you know, protect her. Oh, so yeah. I was there, came to sleep by her, and all of a sudden she was like taking off. I mean, her clothes. She just held my hand, Ooh. asked me to hold her breast and see it was bone. I'm a fan. <laughs> wow. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> I like you to check if there's a bone right here. And I also held it and I pressed it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, there was no bone, but I could feel something like yeah, you know. <laughs> you should have laughed. You like, should okay, have laughed. Yeah, yeah. the tip. I mean, the nipple, but then I didn't know it was nipple, man. Yeah. I held it. It's just she was making some funny. In morning, all I realized was what she also held mine. In. Oh, your nipples, and you yeah, but like, so your nipples are sensitive. Look at I, that. like my whole body sensitive, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, now, like a marshmallow, like, like even now, yeah, okay. And I mean, I didn't know what was happening, yeah, but I didn't know what happened. I mean, all I realized was my day was out, boom, just like that. Wow. <laughs> she, she just. Tried putting down my boxes, yeah, held the penis, wow, push it, and she was wow. just, she was not teaching, like, she was, she was teaching me, like, you, like, you know, what? she was just, and she was like, go up and tie, wow, and tutorial. So, you debop, she held my waist, hmm. pushing it, like, wow, and I, I, I remember I wept, 
Was it painful? No, I wasn't saying that thing, but it was too sweet. Like, it was too nice. Oh. Oh my God. So, was that weeping for joy or were you weeping because you were scared? I don't know whether it was tears of joy. And, wow. And you know, I, I, before then, some few weeks before the incident, my auntie told us that anytime you sin against God, yeah. I mean, you go to hell. Yeah. Satan comes to carry you somewhere. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I remember my uncle was like, we were too young, yeah. but something was for sex. Yeah. And then, so he tried to explain what sex was. And my uncle told me that me, I won't understand, but my cousin, the one was like 16 wood. Yeah. Like, you know about? Yeah. So yeah. You didn't get any sex education. Like you did Yeah. So as she she was like, so this is what my uncle meant when he was saying sex. She was yeah. literally like, educating you. you yeah. Did not, you had to have an experience. <laughs> yeah. And at nine. That's though. what she told at you. At nine. Yes, at nine. At nine. So I think we were doing it. I think we were just having paco, paco, paco. You know? So now <laughs> what position after no, like she, she was lying down and I was like, so she just, you know, she's like, push my waist. Guide Paul. You know? Like, you know okay. You know what? So that's what was happening. Uh, and after, at like 10, 12, 13 minutes, I was like, I didn't feel anything, but she was like, huh. She's okay. She rests a bit. So she came home. Then she just pushed me again. Wow. Oh. So now I really know I had, I'm like, I was feeling pain. Oh. I was begging her and she knew. Hey. Hey. Okay, cool. So I think the third or fourth, we had a dog. Like, then the dog didn't go. She was like, never mind. Hey. I mean, like, never mind. I'm serious. So what if it's my auntie? She's like, it is my auntie. I mean, obviously, she she blew on. Go open the gate. So yeah. it's not my auntie. Like, the person was in, there's nobody in the house. Yeah. I was like, okay, cool. Anyway, I had fun though. Like, but the first time I cried. Yeah. So Sunday, then that was the next was the day. day yeah. We went to church. Mm-hmm. We closed from church. Mm-hmm. Sunday after church, she's like, Manti was like, go and sleep. She told Manti, like, she wants to sleep in my room. No? Yeah. Manti was like, oh, no, no, come on. So Manti was asleep. And, like, I was around there. I mean, Saturday it has happened, it's gone. She yeah. just came to call me. And funny enough, she called me. She just held my nipple and bam, the thing just got like the thing just got up. Mm, yeah, you know? Yeah. <laughs> now she knows then, she knows where to tell. And then like I knew what was supposed to happen. Like yeah. I knew what was supposed to happen. Yeah. And she just sent her mouth down there. Right. Come on. Wow. So now she was like Put a soap on your hand, like she was oh. teaching me how to masturbate at that age. Yeah, like she was teaching me how to masturbate. This hmm. happened like three, four years. What? And she constantly after school, we did at least within the week we could do like six, five Great. times. I'm telling you for four years. I'm telling you. Oh come on. So now, like now, my colleagues will tell you. Women, yeah, and this girl, mm. huh. so like I could see some liquid, mm. and she's like, Put your mouth there, drink, 
Okay, no. No. Ew, no. Ew, <laughs> ew, 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 ew. Okay, sorry, okay, no, guys. No, we, no. This is where we got to take a pause because, yeah, that, this is, this is, <sighs> I'm so sorry. That That is too much. Too much. Too much. Too much. Too much. This is okay. the first time I have ever wanted to cry for a guy. Yeah, me too. Right? I, I feel very, very sad right now. Oh, my dear. Oh, okay. Why would she get? I know, I know. I know you're laughing, but you're like, you can you like understand. Right? So now it even affects me. Like, I when I see guys approaching the girls, like, hey, well, I mean, oh, so I can give him. Sorry. Well, okay, that was. Yeah, that was that was something. So, all right, good. Okay. So, guys, we move to our final. We move to our final guest for today to share experience and mm. let's go. Okay. Wow. Abena, yeah. Okay. Abuna needs a tissue. You <laughs> gonna cry. You should cry because we've all just been laughing our pain away. So this is difficult, but yeah, I think it's all time to talk about it. Yeah. Okay, so I was seven years, and um, I remember it was a Sunday afternoon, and I was asleep. I was watching cartoons, and then I just slept off. So in my sleep, the guy he was eighteen. Yeah, he was an older guy, my cousin. So I could feel him like he was just playing with me. But I was thinking uh, it was a dream or something. I don't know yeah. what I was thinking, but and then so I woke up and I saw him on me like this. Like, yeah. What are you doing? And he's like, shh. shh. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, I was scared. Yeah. I was like, open up, open up. What? I was like, stop, stop. And then yeah. And then he just opened my legs like that. And then it was painful. Trust Can me. you imagine not being wet just... at all at seven years old? Yeah. And he was and just being penetrated by eighteen. I love how old. you're asking me. I know. I, I don't actually even know what it's like. <laughs> yeah, like I can't imagine it because even I was a bit like older, so I'm like, oh shit, like a seven year old yeah. vagina by an eighteen year old. Yeah, but I love how you go from seven year old to looking at the one who had it at five. You were like the closest age. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Two times. Okay. Oh, it, it was really painful. Yeah. I I can still remember. And I was screaming, but there was nobody at home. Oh, and then he was just forcing it. And it was so painful. And it didn't really last. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it didn't they never really last. They anyway. never do. Yeah. All the rapists. Never. So I didn't know what sex was. Yeah. So I was confused. What is this? What's he doing? Why is he putting that on me? Yeah. yeah. And then after I saw this whitish fluid on me, after. I didn't know what to do to that. Should I clean it? Should I? Because after he did that, he just left. Wow. So it was just me at home. There was nobody at home. Okay. So it was just me at home. I didn't know what to do. What happened? What's that? I didn't know what sex was. I was like, what What just happened? What yeah. is this white? What am I supposed to do to that? Am I yeah. supposed to clean it? I, I just didn't know. So I just went to the bathroom, I remember. And I was just crying. 
crying. I just cried the whole night. And the next morning was Monday morning. I had to go to school. And trust me, I couldn't concentrate. Yeah. I wanted to talk to somebody about it just so the person would tell me what happened. Yeah. Because I didn't know what that was. What was Where that? that was. Yeah. Yeah. And then I came home after school and he saw me and then he was like, hey. What? You're my favorite. You're my favorite. <laughs> and I was just looking at him. And he was like, in the evening, I'll come to your room. Oh, so then I wanted to go tell my mother, but my mother is really strict. Strict, yeah. exactly. My mother, she, she can actually beat you. Oh, she, oh, no, so, actually, she will. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't know Whoa, what to do. Much. And then yeah. he kept doing it to me. He kept doing wow. it to me. He did it. He did it to. Us. 13 or something. Oh, she my lived God. with us through her oh, okay. um, secondary. So he, he kept doing it. Okay, and six years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I was getting there at a point. It wasn't really painful. It anymore, wasn't. Yeah. yeah. It was like, okay, this we've been doing it. And then yeah. this is my cousin. So you yeah. can imagine when I realized it, well, there was something called incest and this whole How thing. How disgusted mm-hmm. you would be. God. I actually feel really filthy now, but. Yeah. Yeah. I think it. it's very important to like tell you, like, no matter how you feel. Yeah. Number one, it was not your fault. Um, you did not understand what was happening. Oh, and cry. and look, there's that little girl inside of you that is always so going sorry. to feel like completely horrible. But don't she ever. Wanna cry. I want to cry. But listen, don't you ever let him have control over your okay. life like that. It's not your fault. Okay, girl? I'm sorry. If you need a moment. I think um, right now it's very important, no matter what age the girl or the boy is, mm-hmm. to actually teach them mm-hmm. all about sex, no matter how old they are. Because yeah, in Ghana, we don't have stranger danger. We don't have that. It could be some a driver taking your five-year-old to school. Yeah. It could be your gate man, whatever. So I think me, my mother taught me at a very early age that if anybody touches you inappropriately, mm-hmm. it's wrong. Tell me. And my mother's literally like my best friend. Mm-hmm. So it was very easy for if anything like that happened mm-hmm. for me to tell her. But for, unfortunately, it, it waited till I grew to a very mm-hmm. much older age Where for that to happen. Where you were in your teens and therefore trying to think for yourself and try to treat yeah. like yourself as an adult. So yeah. therefore, why do I need to run to mommy? Yeah when i can deal with this myself yeah. so the, yeah. the most yeah. painful part about all of this is the fact that african mothers and fathers they they set this foundation of fear in your kids yeah, yeah. that we have at that age you have nobody to talk to you have you, you can tell your friends you can tell your teacher is your is your parents that you need the people who are closest to you yeah and they make it so hard like we need to understand mm-hmm. that the very the very problem comes from how the children cannot approach your parents yeah. because if if everybody could just go to their mother or their father and say this just happened mm-hmm. do you know how many people would get in trouble mm-hmm. but nobody so is saying it nobody's telling their parents because we're scared what is my mom gonna say she's even gonna end up beating me yeah. she's gonna end up blaming me i don't want that like mm-hmm. And that is very sad that at an age like that, mm-hmm. you can't even go to your mother mm-hmm. or your father to tell them. But in my case, when they found out, yeah, it was the usual hush-hush. It's between, between the family. family. They always know, so, do that. So just like, you know, 
get the person out of the immediate vicinity yes. so they can't continue hurting her anymore yeah. and then that was it and then the, the, the it was a case of oh she's a child she's not going to remember yeah i'm sorry mommy i remember yeah <laughs> yeah and and then and then you realize that these women they're all walking around yeah dating from they're hopping from man to man yeah. to man and then they're just guys going oh this girl is a hoe oh this girl does not respect herself she doesn't have whatever and then these girls are just walking around not confronting the issues mm-hmm. because they've been abused from a very young age so their whole sexual lives have been fucked up they can't come they don't understand sex yeah they it's just the very foundation of what sex is has been destroyed in their lives right yeah. so they're into um, normal sexual fantasies and activities some people just like it abusive because that was how they Sorry. first were introduced mm-hmm. into yeah. sex some people just are into older men because when they were young it was an older man that abused them so your body just reacts to whatever situation it was that um let, let's say for an example you were raped by a group of people or a red guy and he forced you and he was aggressive and all of that you you you're in uni you're a you're a grown-ass woman but you can't even have gentle sex anymore you can't make love gently because your body is not used to it you want your man to choke you in a like just inappropriate sex is what drives you like you can't even have okay let's just lay in bed all passionate no you just want to go 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 you just want the pounding and the rough sex and you think you think that that's what turns you on but you are so fucked up that you can't even realize it like and People, people don't, people, people don't know. And a lot of, a lot of women are also just going around because they can't even share this kind of information with their partners mm-hmm. that they were abused when they were young. So this sexual fantasy is what they're into or yeah. this abnormal sexual, whatever is what it, it is what they're going through. So they just accept it. And then they let these men treat them like shit because you realize that they have no self-worth. They don't respects the concept of sex they can just give sex to anybody and not give a fuck that's why you can meet a girl who maybe broke her virginity when she was 20 maybe she was maybe 22 like she she's she broke her virginity when she was fully matured right yeah. she knew mm-hmm. what she was doing mm-hmm. and then she looks at you and you probably had sex with like three people or four people and she goes like uh like why would you do that mm-hmm. and you're also just like um what like it's, it's just four people like yeah. like you just don't understand that maybe having sex with so many people is like you're just having abnormal sex at this point like is it you just don't though? care no i don't mean the number i just <laughs> mean the fact that you don't attach I, I mean the fact that you don't attach reverence to who you're fucking, fucking like it's yeah. not it's not emotional anymore some people feel like they have to have a bond with you like mm-hmm. people can date for months or years and not have sex with their partners yeah. mm-hmm. but you soon as you meet somebody you like ah. you're fucking him um, but yeah here's, here's, the, here's the weird thing i yeah. am the absolute opposite opposite of that i right? have yeah. never okay so there's only one person yeah that i actually slept with and that was actually like i had a really horrible breakup yeah and the guy was like 10 years older than me uh-huh fully experienced and yeah. he was well that first time was amazing but before that it's always been i needed to trust whoever it was i needed to build a relationship over a period of time yeah. i needed to yeah. trust him absolutely yeah. and he needed to understand because um i guess i, I part of, this is tmi probably but one one result was i was always too damn tight so it wasn't easy for me to relax enough for a guy to Get go in. ahead and penetrate. Mm-hmm. So if I did not know you like that, if I was not ready to receive you, 
it was virtually impossible to get it in. Yeah. So um, in high school, I did get raped again, and and that was so I have scoliosis, and so people used to call me like the hunchback. They used to like really really dig into me back then, and my I was so insecure. I'm that kid that is constantly being teased and and tormented, even though kids didn't realize at the time how horrible they were being. Yeah. But take it from my background where I had been abused and and was actually at that age, understanding what had happened, yeah. trying to come to terms with it. And that was actually the period in the boarding house where that was when I actually started having flashbacks, where I started remembering everything. Yeah. So this yeah. was in the boarding house with kids that did not understand why I was waking up in the middle of the night screaming and sweating and, and you know, just plain acting strange. You're probably going to say like, I don't and, you. <laughs> and, and then it got worse because somebody started yeah. paying attention to me. Yeah. And it's like, oh, this is normal. Yeah. But then one evening, I'm walking over to prep, and then there's there was this alley um, way that usually we would, we would cut through to get to um, my block. Yeah. And he was waiting, oh. and and so the first thing he does is to like grab me, slam me up against the Ooh. wall, like my back really hard against the wall, and he's like choking me. And then he leans in to my ear, and then he says, "I've never fucked a hunchback before, and oh I wonder what it would be like." Are you serious? And that that broke me completely. Like it, I I still remember. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. Like it it was it was it was really really um, hard to hear. And so when later on, someone took the opportunity where I was in uni at the time and. I had had an asthma attack and come back from, from the hospital and I was given medication. And so here I am on medication and drowsy and for some reason my roommate slept the room and he had come to visit my roommate. And the next thing I know is like I'm sleeping on my belly and this guy climbs up on top of me. Oh. And nothing I can say, like I'm trying to talk but I'm mumbling. Like it's like the words aren't really leaving my mouth. And he just goes ahead and has his way. And I'm like completely frozen. Like I can't, I can't process what just happened. And so at the end of the day, I just keep quiet. And it sort of felt normal, you know, like it's happened before. And that yeah. was, that was the thing that you were like, you kept hearing then as a kid, yeah. if you've had sex before, Hey, you've had sex before. How dare yeah. you say no to a guy? Again, yeah. So that was it. And, and, um, that was very, very violent. I was completely tight. I remember I bled. And that was um, when I woke up, I, I was bleeding. And that for me, it's like, how violent do you have to be raping a unconscious girl or virtually unconscious girl um, to make her bleed when she's not a virgin? And so since then, it's been if I am not in love with you, if I don't have that emotional connection with you, yeah. there is no way that I am opening up for you. Yeah. Um, it's gone to where I've gone to see doctors and whatnot, um, because then it got to even when I was in relationships that it would take forever for yeah. my boyfriend to get me to the point where he could get it in. Yeah. And I went through like going to women's hospitals and trying to talk to the doctors. And I remember this, this was like the one that was really painful. Going up to a doctor and saying to him, hey, you know what? I think that I might have vaginismus. I think that it might be impossible for me to have yeah. proper sex. Yeah. And he says, are you married? And I'm like, no. And then he says, well, if you stop fornicating, God will make <laughs> God will make it possible for wow. you to have pain-free sex. Yeah. And I have never felt so judged in what my entire life. 
And Do you remember the hospital? Just so other people can not. What was it called? It's in East Lagon. Is it a woman's hospital? It's a woman's hospital. Is it the, the German oh, one? It, no, it begins with an E. Um, Essidem, I think it is. Really? I think it's Essidem. Essidem is what's well, called. Well, if it is, then you should not there. <laughs> but that's what he told me. And the whole time, like, he's a married doctor. He's got a ring on his hand, and he's telling me that. And, like... Well, thank you very much for, for you know, um, adding on to the shame and guilt I have carried <laughs> all of my life. So, um, l- wrapping up, the one time that I have had, I have been completely been surprised by anyone yeah. was that time when I did meet this older man, yeah. cultivated a relationship with him over a period of time, decided I don't want to date you, I just want to have that one night. Mm-hmm. And I guess maybe it was the fact that, yes, he was older, he knew what he was doing, and the fact that there was a bit of a thrill to it. Mm-hmm. That was the first time that I ever was in a room with a guy and was completely turned on. And he was in like so quick that it surprised me. And I was so surprised when I actually achieved an orgasm during penetrative sex. Wow. And so I went back for more. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> so, so I don't get you talking about having all sorts of weird yeah but that's just one so for me um after my experience it was more like um an emotional disconnection i was like if people make sex to seem like something special yeah but if somebody can do this to me then it's not so special it's not yeah so i was really all over the place rampant doing whatever i wanted like with anybody and anyone and yeah i didn't feel that emotional connection yeah like you know how some girls they would want you to have that bond and before they mm-hmm. let you yeah. i couldn't be bothered like yeah to me it's like bro it's not even that special so yeah. have your way and a lot, yeah. a lot of girls not necessarily have that. your way but like it's not that special so i could just yeah. go just ahead do and it. do it mm-hmm. so yeah. it was after someone actually was interested in me to date me and i was like nah don't want it yeah and so now I, I, I regret it. And he, he he reminded me that I really wanted to take you seriously, but you didn't want that. And yeah. I was like, the state of mind I was in, honestly, I, I don't think I, I could have handled that. Yeah. And it was for, I think, till about, um, maybe till I was 18 or something, that I actually met someone I was head over heels with. Yeah. And... Well, even that we had like a like a thing for eight months, yeah, and then a relationship before we had sex, and it was like the best ever. Attention for eight months. He was like the most amazing. Like when I say amazing boyfriend, he was the most amazing boyfriend I've ever had. You said it with so much passion, ladies. Please, 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 I I didn't. He was more like a best friend, but then he he had so many issues of his own, and I didn't go. One day we'll talk about this thing. How we keep sleeping with our best friends. Wait, I don't. I've never had a male best friend. Oh, sorry. No, he wasn't okay. literally yeah. my best friend, but then we, we created that bond. Yeah. So yeah. he became like a best friend. I mean, I'd go on my knees and pray for that boy. Oh, so it was that deep. Oh, he was an amazing cool. boyfriend. Oh. I'm not going to lie. God yeah. bless him, whoever he is. <laughs> okay. Also, we need to address this. We need to address the fact that it's not, even though it's a physical act, it leaves a long-lasting psychological effect mm. on you. Yeah. Uh, going to saying that, um, for an example, 
uh, so many men don't understand the fact that you can be wet but not want sex. Mm. Do you mm. understand? If you're, if I'm with you, and whatever, like maybe as a child, maybe I went through an abusive relationship or whatever, so my body is now tuned to want or crave abuse. Not even want to crave abuse, but in a in a particular scene where you're probably um, being aggressive with me, and maybe you touch me and you feel like I'm wet. So I want it. No. Like, don't be an idiot. Like, a lot of girls could get turned on. Like, the fact that my body is responding to it does not mean my mind. Like, I want it. In my mind, I know I don't want it. But my body has been programmed to a certain... Uh, to a certain... How do I call it? Uh, basically, you're Pavlov's dog. You've been taught the bell rings. Basically, and then you <laughs> just respond to it, right? So your body is just like, oh, okay. Like for an example, you were telling me the other day about yeah. how you like you were wet, but yeah. you didn't want it. And yeah. then he said and that it got really bad because he yeah. sticks his hands down and then he goes like, why are you fighting me? You're wet, and right? and, and immediately. And then you, feel so you shut stupid. down. Like you can't even explain yeah. yourself. You I'm shut down. Also, a guy that I'm wet, but you guys can go like. You're always hard, but you don't always want sex. We understand that it's just a penis. Okay, I'm not going to. I'm not. I'm not degrading just the. I'm penis. not. I'm not degrading <laughs> the male sexual organ. Okay, but let's face it. You guys have set the standards or the cultural the cultural standards that say that women are not supposed to have a lot of penises in them, but you can have a lot of vaginas on on your okay pussy sorry your pussy's on your dick or can we say the right? jj it's like <laughs> i just love and, the word and, and we need a we need we need, you know, we need to be able to curb this from the very basic like from, from the very foundation of it we need to be able to curb this like the whole notion that a man can have a lot of counts and women cannot have a lot of counts, right? Because that's where that's where this whole thing begins from. Like, you understand that she slept with one, two, three people. So what? So now it's your ten, and all of a sudden she's acting brand new. Like, nigga, fuck you. I don't want to give you my pussy. Like, yeah. I, even if I slept with twenty people, you don't like. If I don't want you to fuck you, I do cut. not want. To you know fuck. what? Here's the thing: that even if. A girl is a prostitute and she is paid to sleep with men. Yes. Once she says no, no to you. No, no. Nigga, no. I don't care Walk if you're six inch, four inch, whatever inches you got <laughs> deep down and I say I don't want it anymore, you gotta stop. Because Pull that's it out. where we have to draw the line between where um, no means no. Consent means consent. Yes, I want it. Okay, my body responded and I'm wet. Yeah, you touch my nipples and I... Oh, yeah, that, 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 nigga, that does not me? mean yeah. shit. If I say I still don't want it, don't you have it. to be able to understand and accept that I'm just not ready, regardless of the fact that my body responds to whatever you're doing to me. You get me? Don't be an idiot. We have this real problem in this country where, in other countries, the laws have been amended, yeah. um, where... It, it actually permits for men to be tried for raping other men. But in this country, we still define rape as in penetration of a vagina by a penis. Yeah. Um, this means that if a man should grab a girl and, and stick, I don't know, like um, any, sort, 
a cucumber, a, yeah. a baseball bat, which has is that known is, that is a lot. That is, that, it's been it's been known to happen. Plantain. It's a true story. Okay. Plantain. Yeah. Ew. Yeah, that's kind of disgusting. <laughs> yeah. But whatever he uses, like that, is not considered rape, so long as his penis did not go inside of her. And it doesn't allow for if a guy just you know grabs another guy and and you know rapes him in the butt. That does not constitute rape in this country, and that is extremely um, mortifying. It is. Um, I still make this argument of if a child, nine years, twelve years, whatever, under the age of seventeen, can understand that hey, I fought this man off me, this boy off me. Yeah. If they can understand that, and yet the law says that they were defiled, that word defilement needs to be struck right out of our books. We the need girl, to restructure the it whole girl, thing. the guy, whoever it was, they were yeah. not molested, they were not defiled, they were raped, and it's about yeah. time that we accepted that and dealt with it properly. Yeah, no means no, guys. Again, I need to repeat. No. And girls too. And no. girls too. Yeah. Girls who abuse yes. their friends. Girls who guilt trip their friends and mentally mentally manipulate them to touch them. Please. All of that is rape. And yeah. I need I need you you girls and guys to understand that it is okay to report people. Like that is the main problem right now. Not the rapists, but the fact that we're not telling their proper people. I know the police does not take it very serious oh god or they don't like i'm not pretty already we we need to confront that and yeah i have and a personal day. story about that one yeah i took a girl that was she was 17 years old yeah. she was raped she came to me so i took her to the police station and they gave us a medical report we sent it to legon hospital the doctor at legon hospital just laid her down on the bed put a glove on stuck his fingers inside of her and says ah but she's not a virgin she's she, i put three fingers inside of her and wow. she was so embarrassed by the whole situation that she she actually just you know Know, called off the whole thing wow. because she couldn't imagine going through that and this is someone who at age like 11 had been raped and impregnated and lost her child and then she suddenly has to deal with at that at 17 being raped again yeah. and having to you know all of this it was too much our justice system does not support yeah. women as much as in as much as the law like says women can be raped and men it cannot does, it, does it, not. it doesn't even protect us let alone even thinking of protecting boys yeah. and, and, and men yeah. who are assaulted yeah and and then again my my example with that doctor this is a medical doctor who should know better Charlie telling some chick that she should stop fornicating so oh. that God will allow <laughs> I, I, I'm dying that. I'm sorry I need right. more wine <laughs> I just need you guys to be able to have a more a, a, a different mentality and mindset to the fact that you don't have to keep it to yourself whatever that happened be it your boyfriend be it your husband be it a stranger a family member a cousin a house especially the house helps please the men we, we know the house helps raped you like i know don't don't pretend yeah. you can you can feign all your masculinity to your friends and yeah. but we understand but you. that's bema. why you guys don't know how to have bema. that's why i <laughs> <laughs> you need to understand that it is okay you need to report these people don't be a uni and say you know what just let it go it already happened yeah or i wasn't a virgin so it's fine nobody would understand me my mom will come in she won't understand like i don't i don't want the attention no fuck him fuck her please go to the authorities report 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 till the police have had enough of you and they just take action because seriously if you don't take it serious, they won't take it serious. If you don't respect yourself, like you, your dignity is not exclusive 
to your virginity like it doesn't have to necessarily be be aligned to like you being a virgin where it matters even if you are not it is not okay for anybody to sexually abuse assault or rape you so please let's be a bit more vigilant we understand all of us here have implications of what sexual abuse that we experience as children had on our sexual lives even now and probably would forever would forever be with us God or linger forbid. i mean i mean god I forbid rebuke it. <laughs> god forbid but i, I need a bit for, personally i need to be real because i know that it is it has to an extent affected my sexual life like i know that if i started having sex now maybe with somebody that i loved or i wanted to have me i'd probably enjoy it no yeah. i enjoy sex anyway fuck that <laughs> I probably <laughs> have a bit like a different approach or mm-hmm. mentality to the whole sexual thing and that's what I want you guys to get. So anybody want to say anything else oh. for yourselves or uh, for everybody out there anything at all? Yes, I I'm think... I'm coming to that actually. Um, yeah. So let me ask everybody's opinion. Okay. Let's say your You've had some, like, you've slept with someone before. Yeah. And the person sees you again, and yeah. the person goes, oh, I want to have sex with you again. And you're, yeah. you're still insisting no. Yeah. And then you try to give excuses yeah. so many times, and then finally, because you see that there's no way out, you give in. That's that- the thing. That's pressurizing somebody, manipulating somebody into giving in to you. Like, women, sometimes women just get tired. Like, men feel like they can say... Can we do it? Can we do it? Can we do it? So you say no, 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 till you get it. He gets a one yes, right? And that that alone is like, like psychologically like abusing somebody, manipulating somebody into agreeing to something that you want that person to do. Mm. Like if she says no, leave her alone. Don't pressurize somebody into doing something that you want because at the end of the day, that could also like cause some implications because if he forced, it doesn't have to be he being aggressive and putting you on the bed, poop, and just doing you, that is rape. Or that is abuse. I just want to say to you, lovely girl out there, that don't let any man intimidate, manipulate, force you, or just anything to abuse you in any form. Whoever he is, even if he's the most popular guy, never be intimidated. If he has boys, boys, and you're scared, nobody's going to do anything to you. If you can't tell your parents, tell a friend. Tell somebody who's a friend who would lead you to the police station and report for you. Come and tell me, 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 back up. I come to my DM and tell me. I will personally, I would personally be your... Uh, a vigilante I would help you ruin that guy because and trust guys me too. they are the guys the guys in the uni and the little kids who abuse little children they are the ones who grow up to be fucking sugar daddies who move around in universities looking for little children Pence. because they have repressed fucking tendencies for little children mm. they've been having sex with little children all their lives as growing up not having any decency that they grow up in their they can't stay home. They are moving around looking for sixteen-year-olds to sleep with and raping people. That the uncles who are abusing their own nieces in the house. <laughs> These are the people who grow up to be that kind of people. So please watch out. Yeah, and also to the lesbians, please do not <laughs> do not just touch a girl. I mean, ask me. Do I want it? Just don't touch me. Because sometimes it's difficult. Yeah. Because she's a girl. She's touching you at the yeah. right places. Yeah. And before you notice, yeah. you're just into it. You're just into so it, yeah. let me know. This is, hey, Our this is what I want. If hand. you touch me inappropriately, <laughs> it's rape. I can report. 
Thank you. Those girls don't even come as lesbians. They come as bi. So you don't even know who they are. You don't know B. Like, she likes dick to B. So you don't know. So you're comfortable with B. And you're getting naked around here not knowing what the fuck is going on. By the time you know, they're feeling just Let's just get this in control. So everything that you said, Kim, makes perfect sense. But then I think it's very important to also say that it goes to the guys. Yeah. If a girl or a guy, yeah. or if you're a girl and a girl is putting pressure on you, yeah. like you know, Shop. just 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 go, go ahead, Shop. go ahead and report it. And then also, ladies that play so damn hard to get, and then tell the guy, oh, I wanted you to push me small. Please, you are not helping. You're not helping one anybody. Bit. If you like a guy and you want him to make a move, make it very clear and go that way. Yep. Don't be playing no games. And then at the end of the day. Put such a bad name on those of us who make it your personal you know, business. Thank Don't you. generalize and say they are some girls. No, honey, it's only you. It's, it's just only you. you. Okay, exactly. let's let us let Kiki um, wrap up. And okay, so I have a little boy that was a result of the whole no, 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 and then I gave him. Yeah. And it was so you had a baby from a sexual abuse. Well, baby. sort of. That's when I um I was about seventeen. Whoa. Imagine, yeah. imagine that for your whole life, just yep. a full boy who just couldn't accept no. Yeah. Just the funny thing is, no, <laughs> he's not in your life. He's not. Funny thing is, Thank he God. acts like I want you, but not the kid. Oh Jesus! Oh. Girl, oh. It, th- this ain't no contest. <laughs> oh, yeah, a precious little boy. I seen him. I love him already. I love him too. And so you know, if there's anything good that came out of this traumatic experience, it was it's the that child. child. Funny thing was, he was my second, like, after I got raped. Yeah. Then, like, when I was about 15. So, yeah. to me, like I said, I was very unemotionally available. Yeah. And he liked me. But here's the thing. If the person, if you like the person, the person doesn't like you back. It's not by force. Yeah. No. They don't get that. They, you don't get that. I mean... Yeah, I dated someone along the line and he goes, Oh, it won't last more than five months. If it does, fine, you can have your way. If it does, if it doesn't, I get to have sex with you. And I'm like, ah. So he called me and I was like, Oh, thankfully my relationship went like six months and he goes, Oh, okay. And I'm like, that's very pathetic. It's it's a package deal. I mean, if you even want me in this case, yeah. you have to work through him. Yeah. yeah. You get you work yeah. through the little boy to get to me. Yeah. I mean, yes, he's an amazing person. Like, but when it comes to that, I'd rather just have the friendship, nothing more, That's, nothing more. And so well, he Can didn't understand it, and he's not being a daddy, so That's fine. Necessary. Oh, he's okay got so many people loving him. Like, uh, she's not sorry. I'm happy. Not. I'm really happy. That's good. So, we're, we're so glad. Yeah. So, final thing I want to say is, girls. And boys, rape culture. I'm so focused on my girls. I'm so sorry. This is not. <laughs> this is not a, a gender. You're sexist. sexist. Thing. I know I'm not. Like this you is are. not a sexist. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Finally, I want to say that rape culture is perpetuated through misogynist language and objectification. If you know what that means, and listen to my fellow <laughs> illiterates. And they are white. Eh? And they are white. Misogynistic. Misogynistic. 
and that you you being a misogynist and then using language to objectify a woman who are sexually open sexually available just being themselves is what perpetrates rape culture the you are part of the problem if you are using languages like the girls allow themselves to be raped what do they wear where were they what kind of talk we are very aggressive <laughs> so please if you're a part of the problem help your fellow men if you know your nigga one of your boys is a rapist please check him Point because boys boys they're not checking their friends mm. You are part of the problem, all of you. You that you are encouraging your friend, you are an enabler because you are not, you are not checking him. You are not putting him in his place. Yeah. Okay, so ladies, report them. Niggas, check your men. Niggas, if these niggas are harassing you as well, please check them. I know you can, you can. I don't want to say you can take care of yourselves, but if any man comes on you and you can't handle it, you can also call me. I'm gonna fight for you. you yeah, bitch. Me, yeah? Okay. Mm. So, thank you guys so much for coming. Wellkies, the polypron is up, so we talk. Wellkies, yeah, yeah. Thank you guys for coming. Thank you, Miss D. Thank you, Miss Kiki. Thank you, Mister Nee. That you mentioned your other name. Ah, you know. <laughs> thank you. I do. Thank you, Miss Abinai. Thank you for my producer. He's civil conversation. And thank you guys for listening. And then please. Leave a review or a comment, subscribe to this channel. We have so many episodes to come uh, in due time. So, see you again and have a great time.